on this episode of the Magic Hour Podcast. It is an NBA Breakfast Edition where I talk with Xavier Gomez about the NBA Finals. Um, start off with um, the drop in viewership. We kind of talk about why we think that, that um, the NBA Finals dropped a little bit. Um, kind of weigh in a bunch of different factors. Um, discuss you know, how, how the COVID um, viewership affected it, economy, election, all that stuff. Um, and then we break down the series a little bit, talk about what we saw, um, how the Lakers managed to pull off a pretty incredible um, dominating NBA Finals win. Um, and then we talk about um, the Lakers' legacy, LeBron's legacy, and finally the makeup of the NBA next season. Um, what teams to look out for, and if the Lakers can repeat, and what they're going to have to do to repeat. So, um, here it is. The Lakers uh, beat the Heat in six games uh, this past week, this past Sunday. Um, not a lot of viewership, though. Only like I think it was only 2.3 million people uh, tuned in to watch Game Six of the NBA Finals, which is kind of wild. For good reason. Yeah, for I mean, yeah, it is Football Sunday, but at the same time, it's the NBA Finals. Like, I'm very curious to talk about that, which we will just right now um on the magic hour podcast xavier gomez is back nba breakfast but it's nighttime oh i ain't eating breakfast right now i already had dinner how you guys doing but isn't that that's kind of like what, what we brought up in the first nba breakfast like that's the great thing about breakfast you can eat it any time of day you could um i will say that i had fettuccine alfredo for dinner yeah so. you can't really have that for breakfast yeah um I would love breakfast. I would eat it for dinner often, but tonight fettuccine was like, yo, let's smack, and it's always smacks. Yeah, and you know, just like breakfast, or just like the bre- just like breakfast, the NBA, you can have what we found during this bubble. You can have the NBA yeah. any time of day. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. I get like you can have it a game starting at ten in the morning. You can have it a game starting. Let me tell you, I like, miss the right? NBA already. I miss like looking forward to like. There's a game today, you know? Even, like, like at the end, when the final started to happen, it was, like, every other day, and you're like, what? And then it was two days off, you're like, what do you mean two days of no basketball? Like, it was kind of weird. I know, weird. it kind of sucked, right? Yeah, we're, I want basketball back. And it's funny, because, like, I'm, the regular season, typically, pre, pre-Rona, pre would, like, start in, like, a month or two, right? Or, like, it would already start, yeah. right? No, it would have, no, it would start in, like, a week. Exactly. It's usually, like, mid-Oct- it's usually like mid-October or something. So, it's, um... Yeah, it's gonna be weird. What is the next season? They're like the real they haven't announced it yet. It'd be but weird. every like every yeah. podcast and every like article I read says like they're gonna they're aiming for like February. Like they they want to give like the same amount of time off, even though like you know the guys had this like long break for COVID and shit like that. But they still they don't want it to start quickly, and also they want fans to be there, so they're trying to kind of like wait it out to see like. You know, when, like, states will kind of loosen up and things will start opening up so they can get fans back. Do you think this is going to change the, like, the season? Like, when it happens, you know? Like, it used to be between, like, know, a certain amount of month, like, you know, like early fall to end of winter. You know, do you think it could become more of a summer sport now because of whenever COVID releases and when they start their games, you know, what's reasonable for the next year after that? I don't think so because I think, so, like, the the – the professional sports or sports calendar in general is such a well-oiled machine. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. like 
I th- a big reason why, obviously, I think that the uh, the NBA Finals had such low ratings is because, um, you know, there was so much overlap from different sports, and we're not used to that. People are used to watching the NBA Finals at the beginning of summer. That's when they like to watch it. That's when they enjoy watching, tuning into to you know super competitive basketball. Like they're not really used to it now. I think they're you know they're kind of so used to football starting right now and being in football mode that that's that's what they were in, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like because it's such a well-oiled machine, you know, baseball goes during the summer. You know, though that's your sport during the summer. Basketball during the winter. Football during the fall. So on so forth. You know, it, I I don't I think they're going to try their best to get back to that. Otherwise, you're just going to have the same Issues that you had on Sunday, you're gonna have too much overlap, and it could really fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I think the one issue with the sports calendar that kind of fucks it up is baseball's too long, man. It inter- it interferes with football season too much, you know. Like, it, uh, if they cut it off, if they cut it like 20 games and made it like a month shorter, and then the playoffs started in in uh, September instead of October, mm-hmm. I think they wouldn't have as much of an issue with like viewership and whatnot. But because it hit, it hits like the heart of football, you know. October baseball starts like right when football's really getting competitive because mm-hmm. the first four games in football are usually kind of a wash. Like people are trying to like figure out their teams are trying to figure each other out, and there's always like bad losses. But then finally, the teams kind of figure it out, and and the sport just kind of goes, and that's when the competitive teams really start to like take off and stuff. You know, I agree. I agree, um, and I feel like um, a lot of people would say that game five, no game six, had lower ratings, but it was actually one of the most more higher rated. Um, games like viewer uh, viewer wise than the other, like the other five of the oh, series. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the lowest rated game was game three. After that was game two, and then game one was the third lowest rated game. I wonder why. Why do you think? Do you think because? Do you think that people thought like game three that like you know LeBron and AD are just gonna take off from there and there was gonna be a sweep or some shit? I don't know. I will say. I mean, viewership. In the playoffs, has been declining as the years going on for whatever reason, and I can't—I don't really know why. Um, I don't know if it's like it feels like the NBA leagues. is more popular ne- than ever, though. Exactly, and especially this year, uh, it's dr- drastically fallen off because last year they had averaged um, almost nine million viewers. This year was like a solid four. Dude, you know what? I—I I know what it is. Mm. Streaming. More people, millennials especially, we're all streaming the games. We're not watching it on mm, and, on TV, and and streaming doesn't count for the for the ratings. And I wonder what it goes into account of uh, the viewers as a bars. Like if every bar in America is playing the game, regardless if someone's in the yeah. you know, in the bar or not. But that's that's viewers technically, right? And how yeah, many I bars if it's are by closed TV or if it's by like games. that's yeah. Like, I wonder how that subscription works. Because remember, oh. and also bars and businesses have different like. They have different cable subscriptions than us. Yes, and they won't. They don't. There's no need to turn on the game if nobody's there. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. That's. What, I didn't even Viewership think about that. has that's fallen a good, off a ton, which is crazy because that's all I was doing. You know, I was unemployed and like just sitting around. Like, all yeah. I, I mean, was doing me and you were playing the NBA drink, the NBA bubble drinking yeah. game. <laughs> it was like I had I had alarms set. Oh, six o'clock. Like I was watching games because that was the thing yeah. to do. So it's kind of crazy how. Nobody else was doing that necessarily. Yeah. Or and it also makes you think maybe the numbers have been inflated. Like that's that's actually like average, like what people were actually watching, and like maybe there are just bars open with people who aren't really watching the game, but if the game is on, you know, places that just have it on TV. I don't know. 
maybe the Lakers winning has something to do with it. People kind of expected that to happen, and then it did. I don't know. So I was talking to my buddy Joey, who is a Laker fan, about this the other day. Shout out Joey. Um, what's up? Shout out Joey. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of talking about the storylines of the NBA bubble um, in terms of like the general storylines. And every storyline, he gave me three of them, and every single storyline he brought up was from the perspective of a Laker fan. Okay. I was like, like for example, he said one of his storylines he thought was the Miami Heat ruined um, the potential um, Celtics Laker matchup in the finals, and we and getting the classic like rivalry matchup. And I was like, and he and he was like, I like a bunch of people were upset about that, and I'm like, that's weird because I was. I felt the complete opposite. I loved watching the Heat play mm-hmm. basketball, yeah. and I was rooting for them to make it to the finals. I wanted to watch them and see how they played the Lakers. So, like that, that I I I feel like when you say that those are the storylines of the bubble, you're not speaking on my behalf as a as an NBA fan. You're speaking on the on the behalf of Laker fans. Like all all those things. And then like another one was like the Nuggets ruined the battle for LA. I personally, I know that that was a big storyline nationally, but I personally didn't give two shits about the battle for LA. I actually kind of like got more joy out of the Lakers losing. It to was written the Nuggets and in it was up to, the Clippers did that to themselves. I don't know how I don't know how anyone could blame the Nuggets. The Clippers did it to themselves. You know, like that's yeah, the only. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like anyway, he he was saying all these storylines, and and I was like, that kind of sounds like the view of a Laker fan. That doesn't sound like the view mm-hmm. of an NBA fan. So, that being said. Um, maybe we were wrong because the ratings don't don't reflect that. I mean, I mean the game Lakers three was the also favorites. a great game. Do you remember that? I mean, that game was, three the, was the a Jimmy great Butler game. insane game, yeah. And that actually was the lowest rated game in finals history. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing about Which it. It's insane. And, but, oh, dude, I mean, here's another factor I just thought of. I don't. Oh, go ahead, go. Ahead, I'll tell you after. Go ahead. Well, okay. So I was thinking, all right. We all kind of assumed the Lakers were going to win, right? I think early on the pod I said it was between Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron, of course. And then, yeah, yeah. And earlier in the playoffs, like the earlier rounds, That's way right. more your, viewership. Your, your game of, your yeah, game of 21. Uh, 21. Yeah, viewership was way up. And you could say, yeah, because there was more teams, so more fan bases, more viewership because of all of that. But yeah. I think once Giannis got eliminated second round, and then once Kawhi got eliminated second round, it was kind of known that, like, Oh, it's a uh, LeBron's gonna get it. You know what I mean? And we kind of all dance with this cool like idea that like maybe Denver will do something crazy. But like it was kind of no at that point. Like this is what's gonna happen. So I think, you know, they go up two games. Whatever you know, and then like, it kind of trickled down. I think it was more apparent in Game Five. We're like, oh, they're blowing them out. Whatever. Yeah, I like to see Miami play just as much as you do, but it wasn't fun to see him get beat by thirty points. You no, know? no, so no. I was. I'm gonna I turn agree. on the Seahawks game and enjoy myself and watch Russell Wilson do his thing. Damn, that was a pretty yeah, crazy a man, end of that bro. game too. I, I mean, I'm a Niner fan, and it's hard to it's hard to hate. Um, so one thing I just thought about that also could be a factor is unemployment and from COVID. Like, think about it for for example, our generation. Uh, one thing that has been trending statistically for as a result of COVID is a lot of people, millennials 
have moved back in with their parents mm-hmm. um, because they can't pay rent because they don't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. So TV. that takes away a TV viewership right there. Um, maybe people can't afford cable anymore. That takes away some TV viewership right there. Maybe and maybe they're streaming it, but again, mm-hmm. streaming doesn't count towards the ratings. So there's I, there's just so many factors um, because of this COVID hit yeah. that could be resulting in that. But at the same time, NFL viewership is as high as it's ever been. Yes, and all right. There's that um, idea that the social justice movement, the like keeping it very political, very mm-hmm. um, woke, you know. That had a big influence in the NBA, whether or not people are going to watch it. But then you have to think about, all right, what are the demographics of the NBA compared to the NFL? You know what I mean, who's watching in the NBA and is like willing not to tolerate to necessarily, but like would enjoy that? Is that the majority of Americans, and compared to like the NFL, which is condemned more or less kneeling? You know what I mean? Yeah. We've seen that, like, and that's what people are watching. They rather mean, watch saw, that. So we saw opening night of. Of um of the NFL where Kansas City booed the Texans and the Chiefs for kneeling. Yeah. So I mean I think team. that t- that tells you how it is right there. Like people in Kansas City probably ain't watching the NBA. Yeah. The up, team who, their team them. who just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They booed them along with the Texans. It's, in, it's insane. But like yeah. you know that's how political things have gone. I think the NBA has gone the extra mile as they have should. And they're, I mean, are they being reprimanded for it with viewership? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if the numbers necessarily reflect exactly that differential compared to all the other factors like we just brought up. I mean, but of course, but now you're saying NFL has got it, you know. But at the same time, things are more opening up like they, than they I, have. I, I, I don't think know. That, I think that that is a part of it. I think that if you look around the, um the audience of the NFL, you're going to find a good percentage of them, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical, but are from the South. You know, the South loves football. Mm-hmm. And they might have different views towards social justice than than people like us in California. And social distancing so as well. They might, yeah. So they might be tired of watching the NBA and the constant, like, um, narrative pushing for social reform where football they push it down your throat, definitely, but not as not as intensely as as basketball has. Um, <laughs> basketball wears on your jerseys. Which, but can, but can I bring up one example in Major League Baseball? So the A's, the Oakland A's, were the number one increase um, in TV viewership this season of all Major League Baseball for men from eighteen to thirty-five, which is the target demographic they've been going after for the past few years because they're starting to lose that that's demographic. That's baseball, yeah. The A's have been probably the most outspoken team in baseball on social justice and reform. In fact, they were the only team that left the Black Lives Matter uh, logo on the pitching mound all season. A lot of other teams sold out, and they got rid of that, and they put it in a sponsorship. Um, Tony Kemp mm. is the, probably the most, one of the most, if not the most, outspoken baseball player in the season this, this season on social reform, but yet their viewership shot up. Again, they play in the Bay Area, California, mm. probably the most liberal place in the entire country, so it's a little bit different. But that is another example of... of I, your strengths. I, yeah. every, every, it feels like every time we think we found the reason why viewership has gone down for the NBA, we have an example of, of the counterpoint. Exactly. It's <laughs> And honestly, like, 
<clears throat> I'm all for it. Like everything that the NBA does, I wish they could do more. I'm actually shocked that viewership has gone down, especially since, I mean, it feels like it's been the basketball league more popular seen, than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basketball hasn't seemed more like uh, active and more like exciting ever before than it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, why wouldn't people who love basketball enjoy this type of basketball? You know, it's just it perplexes me. Like. Yeah. Who's not watching basketball right now? Are people really not? People really missing out <laughs> on these games? If he was, I'm boycotting basketball. Are they really doing it and missing out on well, some spectacular our, our, games? Like, is that really happening? Because I can't believe it. Our good friend Julio in our group chat texts all the time, and how he's like, "I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Tell me when it, when it's a close game with two minutes left." And I can't. Tell yeah. So you can tune in. I don't get it either, man. These games are so fucking exciting. I've never met somebody who is so informed and opinionated about sports who just never watches sports yeah you know well no julio watches sports he just doesn't watch the oh NBA lebron's the got a triple double oh you watching the game now i'm watching harry potter and you're like what how did you know he had a triple double <laughs> oh, i'm on the stats i'm on espn right now like just watch <laughs> the game like you don't have to watch the sorcerer's stone again you know like so um uh, we'll we'll move on to another subject but i re- that was a, that was great i really liked um i really liked exploring that because i feel like there was a lot of factors that I never really thought of. Um, did you think the bubble was a success? What did you think the bubble was a success? Uh, did they play the whole season, including the playoffs, without suspensions? I mean, like spending games, postponing games, and any like major hiccups. No. Not only that. Not only that. They yeah, went through the entire is. bubble without a single positive COVID case from not only yeah. the players, the staff, the media, and the event staff. I think That's pretty fucking unbelievable. Only considering ho- hockey, what football is, it feels like every week football there's a game postponed because there's like six maybe, players who yeah. are bought, tested positive. Yeah, you know, it's an absolute success. Hockey also didn't have any problems. Yeah, they did yeah. really well too. They kind of yeah. they kind of went under the radar. I feel bad for hockey seasons and probably their whole revenue and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched a lot of the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to get you and like a lot of other people in on it it was exciting no every t- every time you gave me an update that it was a close game i tuned in and watched dude tampa bay wow and it was just they were always pushing like double overtime <laughs> if you're not on to playoff hockey you're missing out all right don't watch so, the regular season because i don't but playoff hockey next level oh yeah yeah you know what's crazy about the stanley cup playoffs their ratings they averaged under a million viewers what yeah that's I, wild right i don't believe it because it was People are missing out. What are people yeah. doing? If you're not home, I don't know. I guess you look. So for the all listeners right, who aren't right. watching this on the YouTube channel, he <laughs> Xavier looks physically upset right now. He's like moving around a lot. Let's, He's just let's, like let's paint a picture. Let's paint a picture. All right. So you're home. All right. All right. You're with your significant other. She's like, hey, you. What if you're watch? single? I'm painting a picture here. This, oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Picture. Okay. All right, and. Boys are like, yo, the hockey game's on. And you're like, oh, you know, but it's none of your favorite teams, but it sounds like a fun game. Where your girl's like, oh, let's kick it and watch another episode of House Hunters. And she just made some cookies, and you're like, you know what? Like, I'm going to kick it. You're not going to change that channel. And I get it. If you were, if you just got off of work and you're tired and she's busy with something and you need a beer and you turn on the cha- TV and the game happens to be on, you're going to sit there and you're going to watch the whole thing. You know, but if you made plans to snuggle, you ain't fucking watching no games and no, I think that's maybe why views sure. went down because everybody's home doing home things 
Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe, maybe. And, and I mean, I don't want to, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't and then we're single and we're home. That. We're single and we're home and we're watching yeah. games. But like how many single guys are there really? I mean, I, I, I think there's quite a few. And we all like basketball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Maybe we don't all like basketball. Um, there's three yeah, million I, of us apparently. Uh, in general, I think the bubble was a huge success. I had so much fun, especially those early games when there was like four or five games. Well, no, it was like yeah, it was like four games a day when 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 me and you would just hang out on Zoom for like eight hours a day and just watch basketball. Watch them. Oh, this game's on. This game's With, on. Yeah, that's I fucking love that. I definitely that miss fun. that. Yeah, it's like it was like March Madness because since we didn't get any of it. All right, so let's talk about the Lakers' legacy and LeBron or the Lakers and LeBron's legacy. So. I think, I mean, we all didn't, as Warrior fans, not we all, but me and you, Jackson, you know, so on and so forth. We didn't want this to happen. We were really hoping it wouldn't. And I think we all kind of thought of excuses why the Lakers wouldn't win. But, I mean, the the signs were there from the beginning of the season. They were hands down the best team all season long in the entire NBA, not just the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. So, we shouldn't be too shocked that not only did they win, but they they won – pretty convincingly in six games they two of them ass. were blowouts yeah the only two games they dropped were very close yeah it's so, just like um, i feel like we didn't talk about how the lakers are going to win early on because it was just like such a given and it's more fun to dream about all the crazy possibilities of what could happen and what could yeah. happen and a lot of that panned out and i mean as a laker fan it was kind of a nice ride i'm not a laker fan but they had a good nice ride to the finals wasn't that tumultuous as other series, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. <clears throat> I think LeBron MVP, finals MVP, was earned. Yeah, mm-hmm. he ball- he balled out first, actually all six games. I think he dropped 40 on get the game five loss. I mean, he did what he had to do. You get that 2-0 lead. And when you get 2-0 in the finals, it's kind of like, it's kind of wrapped. You know, but it's pretty, not like Anthony pretty... Davis was no slouch either. Like a lot no, of people no, no, no. argued, maybe he deserved the the, the no, MVP but over, you, you can over see, LeBron. but like he easily could have been like, all right, we were too well, we're dominant over Miami. Yeah. You know, I could take a back seat, drop twelve tomorrow night. Anthony Davis is gonna drop some. We're gonna win by two or some shit like that. He could easily coast and you know, like win that finals like that. But he still mm-hmm. went in, and crushed it. You know, almost he averaged a double double every night. Um, I don't think he averaged like thirty one. Yeah, for, for the like finals, that. something like that. He had like twenty-five to twenty-eight, and then like some late thirties and forty, a forty bomb. You know, he really went in and secured it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it, they were they were dominant, dominant. Yeah. So over they the did heat. exactly what what they did all all fucking season long. They played a great defense and they got buckets when they needed to. Like mm-hmm. that was that was especially without Dragic. So that was the big I I you could tell like you you didn't really know what was going to happen all season. You kind of felt like all right, Dragic is an important part of this team, but not that important. Like he's definitely replaceable. He's, especially with the Tyler Hero blowing up. You're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Dragic is going to be gone next year. Tyler Hero will fill in and like kind of play point guard and like move from the 2 to the to the 1 and then and you know you could put like um, Kendrick or you put Kendrick Nung at, at the point guard. It'll it'll work out. Like they can figure it out. But you sh- just saw in this series how much Dragic just opens up that offense and yeah, just is. creates opportunities. He's whether a problem it be his that passing, whether it be think about, his yeah. able is yeah his ability to see the floor, but also his clutch three point shooting when you need it. Now they could not 
they got one really good game out of Duncan Robinson. I think it was game game five, yeah, where he scored like what twenty five points or something mm-hmm. like that. And he had a lot of clutch shots, but but Dragic has made his career off of doing that every single day, and you can rely on that. Tyler Hero had some off games, and look, Tyler Hero is a good shooter, but what he does best is he. He's a threat from out there, and then and then you kind of like you kind of like wait on him, and then and then you 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 know as a defender you you pull the trigger and you move up, and he kind of catches that, and he dribbles around you and makes his drive to the hoop and finds his lane. Um, so like I don't know, I mean it just everything about it, just the way the Dragic just sees the floor, he he opens up opportunities for Bam. Bam wasn't that great, yeah, he was hurt, but but I I genuinely feel like a big part of that was was not having. Uh, the opportunities from a, a solid point guard who knows the way he plays. I don't know. I mean, I just feel I like they missed him a lot, and and I think that he gave him, you know, uh, Spolstra and and Pat Riley a case to like, hey, bring me back next year because this team needs me. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, the Heat were a great team. I think the Lakers made a solid game plan for the series and executed extremely well. They were like, all right. The Heat can't beat us straight up, you know, their best two versus our best two. They can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and Bam just don't add up to LeBron and AD. So so the Heat were going to have to rely on their shooters, you know. And the, yeah. the Lakers were going to have to rely on their bench, was, which was, was a concern the entire playoffs. They're like, all right, you know, I'm willing to make that. And they did, you know. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrell, they weren't, they weren't hitting the threes until, like, what, game three, game five, where, they you know, they stole yeah. a couple of hits, you know. Yeah. And the, the Lakers were like, we're totally okay. To live and die by that. If you want to rain on some threes, we'll let that happen. If we lose, we lose. But we're going to play you straight up how we can. And they showed that they were dominant. And, and that's Jimmy a great. That's was a, amazing, but that's a great point about the Lakers. The Lakers, uh, Lakers bench and their role players, like uh, some of them, you know, there's a lot of hit and miss throughout the playoffs, and LeBron and AD were able to make up the slack, but they fucking showed up in this mm-hmm. finals. Caruso, Rondo, oh my god, playoff Rondo, making a case for the Hall of Fame right now. Um, Dwight Howard had a good series. Great uh, series. KCP had some huge shots. And it almost um, seemed like uh, and I they hate were all... KCP. I hate the fact that I'm complimenting him right now. It almost but seemed like they were all shots. like kind of mid throughout the playoffs, and they were all saving it for this. They're yeah. like, oh, we can't oh, yeah. wait for this moment to shine. It's definitely helpful. And like, why wouldn't you? You're like, you have LeBron and AD. Like, this is all in almost certain finals. Like, let me like make my mark. Yeah. And I get that. And it almost there was a pattern like. The the Lakers would play competitive first quarter and then like early like second quarter they pull LeBron and AD maybe pull them mm-hmm. back late and let but let the bench deal what happens you know but they but LeBron and AD would only sit for like a minute they would come back in like that it felt like some yeah sometimes but it was up to like the Heat in that time to like get a huge lead at the half because after yeah. halftime it took off Lakers took yeah. off you know if the Heat weren't already up you know leading you know by going into the half. They didn't have a chance because they were getting blown out the third and fourth quarter almost every single game, mm-hmm. except for maybe game five. I think they won the fourth quarter of that guy game. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Because the Lakers. That was the half, insane Jimmy Butler insane. game, though. Oh, uh, he was yeah. insane. It was like forty-five points or something like that. Insane. Yeah. And but they were going back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. still a very close game. LeBron dropped forty, and he didn't look nearly as tired as Jimmy Butler did. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and look, I I don't want this to be like it, the 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 Heat lost the the series. No, the Lakers won that series. Like they they were the better team, and, and but I do want to say that it would have been a lot more competitive with with a with a healthy Dragic and a healthy Bam. Like I think they extend it to potentially seven games, but I think either way the writing was on the wall. The Lakers are going to win this series no matter what. They were just too good, and their role players yeah. played really well. I knew really game well. two after game two. I knew 
Um, I I didn't really watch much of Game Five until like, yeah. I heard that the they were winning late in the fourth, and I watched the end of that. I was watching on. An I thought they were gonna. Fucking wild. I thought they were just gonna do it. I was like, oh, Game yeah. Five is a wrap, whatever, because they were so dominant in Game Four, the Lakers. Um, but yeah, nobody watched Game Six. Totally understandable. Of course they won. You know, I couldn't see the Heat pushing at Game Seven. They just didn't have the legs. Yeah. They Jimmy Butler looked exhausted. Yeah, they played um, a great series, yeah. honestly. Um, and and hey, the Heat the Heat look really good for the future. I mean, they got a they definitely have a star in Tyler Hero now. Mm-hmm. They got Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, aka Jimmy Buckets. They got Bam out of bio, and who knows what they'll do in free agency. You think the Celtics could have been more of a problem? In hindsight, no. no. I mean, they had more scores. They had more shooters. Defensively, who guards AD? Yeah, but who guards everybody else? You know, on the other side, when the Lakers have to play defense, who are they guarding? Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. Well, I mean, you got Danny Green for for, uh, Jalen Brown. You got... uh, Get out of here. Don't even talk to me about Danny Danny Green's a great defender. Danny Green for Jalen Brown. You got uh, what would probably be... I would assume Tatum would guard... Or LeBron would guard Tatum. and LeBron's a good defender. At point guard, I mean Rondo's not a slouch, but I mean I, I guess you put him on on Kemba. Yes. So so Kem Kemba is gonna get his thirty. Yeah, that's great. But you're gonna slow down Tatum a lot. Tatum has never played someone who is a, as physical and just he would just Lebron would bully Tatum. Yeah. And then, then uh, and then Brown, Brown Brown would have his classic hit or miss games. He's either lights out one game or he's not the next game. And I think Danny Green would slow him down. And then AD would just fucking dominate. I mean, who you're going to put Daniel Tice on AD? Like, come on, bro. Like, no, like a- AD would get, like, he would average, like, 35 a game. I don't think it's like, about – I don't think that series would be more about stopping the other team as as it is uh, as much as, like, making sure you score more than them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, 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 LeBron the, Lakers and pro- AD, on, yeah. but the Lakers proved in this finals that it is about stopping their team. Defense won them Ex- this fucking exactly, finals. Exactly, exactly. And so what I'm saying is because remember early on in the bubble, remember the Lakers could barely score 100 points or some shit like that. You know? Okay, but, but hold on. So so I'm not done with my point. Okay, all right. So, you know, so they are like, all right, we got to go defensively. And I'm saying the the Celtics, they had so many scores that maybe it would have made it put more pressure on them defensively to know like where to double, where to rotate because anybody yeah. was a threat at that time. Whereas like the Heat, I feel like some people were less hot. Like they were what less willing to put a throw a double or you know or roll on a screen with Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson. You know what I mean? As, I mean, like, yeah, not as it, much it, as it, as like Marcus Smart. Or Jalen Brown, or fucking Kemba Walker, you know. Yeah, I mean the thing is, yeah, ideally you 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 trap LeBron when he get when he gets close to the glass. So like uh, Jalen Brown probably guards Le- LeBron because Jalen Brown's their best wing defender. So you kind of like you kind of have Tatum spot a little bit, but at the same time, LeBron I feel like is just so dominant physically that he still takes over those guys near the glass. And and then on top of that, if let's say he misses, then he he kind of just like. Just dips, uh, dips it off to AD, and he kind of finishes the hoop. And they don't have anybody big enough to guard AD. They just don't sure. have anybody who can physically, uh, you know, compete with him. So I, I just, I, I don't think it's more competitive. Yeah, I, Lakers I, I, defense I really definitely don't. stepped up and showed what they really could do. Um, can can I, on that point, can I read off the the total score? Like this is how good the Lakers defense was. Okay. So in game one, the Heat only scored ninety eight points. Game two, they scored one hundred fourteen, so a little bit better. And then game three, 115. After that, game four, 96. Game five, 111. Game six, 93. Like, it, 
It gets I mean, it down. Yeah. yeah. It's it's about defense. And I think um, after a while, the Heat didn't have enough scores. When you didn't, when you had yeah. no Bam and no Dragic, first two games, uh, how do you score any points? You know what I'm saying? 98-114, it's not terrible. But it was that, I remember that game was such a blowout yeah, by the third yeah. quarter. It didn't matter what the final score is, really. Like, that's and, not indicative and Hero, of how the game went. Hero, I think, comes up bigger in those spots in the future, but he's 20 years old. Yeah, you so, can't like, expect, I get why he's hit or miss. him to give us 22 every night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was nice which is, again, why, it. Got, why a guy like Dragic is so important, a veteran who, who's been there. Yeah, losing Dragic is a massive blow. Um, but I see these memes just about all these asterisks with LeBron, you know, Dragic hurt. You know, nah, nah, he earned it fair and square. I think the bubble is... Um, just as difficult to win a ring, it's just as difficult of a ring to win, than other years have been. It's an iconic ring, legendary ring. I think uh, you could argue it's a little bit tougher because you're not feeding off the crowd. Um, uh-huh. I don't. I wouldn't argue that, but I think you could argue that you're not feeding off the crowd. You um, you're playing um, a lot closer together games, so it's every other day. You don't get like two days off in between some of the games because of travel. Um, there's definitely a lot of factors that I think made it, uh, um, you know, just as competitive. And also, you know, I joked about a lot about it on this podcast, how if, if the Lakers, they're the one team that if they win, I'm not going to recognize their championship. That was obviously a joke. I am sticking to my, uh, hot take at the beginning of the season that it's a massive disservice and disrespect to these athletes who sacrifice their well-being, their, Fans. um, private lives they're spending quality time with their family and their health in order to entertain us so to say that this championship is an asterisk just is just a slap in their face and i don't believe that so this is a true lakers championship in my opinion i as much as i hate the lakers i'm willing to to say no, that they show, they were that. dominant they were clearly the best team yeah, um, yeah they showed that this sure. was inevitably the way no covid i mean they were just that good they were going to win it um do you think they're going to win again in the next 3 years I say tough. yes. I think I think they in the next three years. I think they win one more. Um, let's let's save that. Hold on, hold on. Let's save that because I want to talk about LeBron's legacy, and then we'll talk about next season. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, what does this do to LeBron's legacy? Where does he stand for you, greatest of all time? Is this championship more? Where does it stand in his championships too? Like, is this like number two, number one? I mean, this was a tough one to get. I think. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll let all you right, know. all right. Uh, when it comes to LeBron, like, yeah, of course he's the goat. But um, when I say but, it's like, all right, where do you rank the goats? Because like, there's Michael Jordan, you know. And then a lot yeah. of people make this argument of like career versus skill. Like, who had the better career versus who was the better skill player? And some people say like, oh, LeBron. I mean, Jordan had the better career. You know, three straight, and then three more. He played baseball in between, and like dominated but he played he lost a lot in the playoffs to other teams and then you have lebron who's gone he's won now four rings and lost six he's gone to ten nine straight you know i'm is his career better going to nine straight finals you know being such a dominant force being somebody who who like kind of commands the league like if you want to win the finals you have to go through him you know mm-hmm. then you say all right well then let's this battle of skill who was more skilled and yeah, Jordan was extremely skilled. 
gifted, deft, oh my god, amazing athlete. You know, but he was yeah. playing guys a little. It was a different generation. I know maybe things were a little slower. LeBron is skilled. He's you know what we praise Giannis for is what John, uh, LeBron has been his entire career since he was in high school till currently now. He's been never like never missed a beat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how do you compare those two? I think you can't because they both had amazing incomparable careers as well as skill that's beyond measure. So this 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 championship uh, definitely like puts him a step further in like cementing his legacy. Um I think he's going to win one more for sure. You know, if he stays with Los Angeles with AD, they just have such a good system. They're just going to get somebody else. Like, they, there's no reason they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, he, he's the best to ever do it. He can do five more years easily, in my opinion. Easily five more years. He might get his son to play with them. You know, it's like... That would actually be pretty cool. It's 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 hard to root against him. I mean, I root against him a lot when he was playing the yeah. Warriors in the playoffs. You know, as I should. Uh, it's hard to root against a guy who consistently just crushes us, crushes everybody. It doesn't, you know. W- this was an amazing story championship, you know. Like, if anybody else won it, it would have been a crazy, amazing story. But how fitting is it that LeBron, of course, won it? You know, again, without the Warriors to stop him this time, you know, without Tim Duncan. Yeah, I'm. I, I mean, he's been in my t- since the 2016 championship with the Cavs. He's been in my. T- Top top five, I had him at five, and then I had Bill Russell, um, Magic Bird, and Jordan. That was kind of my list. I think he, for me, he kind of moves to four now, but I'm not quite ready to move him to two. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not there. I just, uh, I need to see more. Maybe when it's all said and done, it'll be easy decision. But um, who in their seventeenth year drops forty points on a game five and also wins? Yeah. Uh, finals MVP to win their fourth title. No, I on their get third it, but team. you know, I like whoever it, does that, I, like, look, it's, he's never. It's if, in my of. opinion, in my opinion, he's never going to be better than Jordan. I just think Jordan was just his legacy is just too, it's just too c- cemented. But different kinds of legacies, you know what I mean? I know, but I, I'm look. This is the way that I see it. <laughs> I I see it as mm-hmm. you, you all have to like kind of cluster it into one. And find a way to compare and contrast in order to get your list. That's just the way, way I, I feel. Uh, in a weird way, I see is like Jordan is like Super Mario, who like could always conquer anything, whatever. But like LeBron was like the Bowser. Like if you wanted to win it all, you had to be go through him. And, lo- and yeah. sometimes he was gonna beat you, you know, because he was he was the final goal for yeah. nine yeah. years straight. If you wanted a fucking title, you had to go through LeBron. That's a fact, you know. I mean, Sometimes I feel like the Warriors were there, for and and they had to go through him. Yeah, they, they and they whooped his ass yeah. a couple yeah, times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he, they, yeah. He was there. He was going to see him. It was almost a given. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, you you could also argue that with Jordan, but Jordan, I, I hear Jordan what, I had that. Saying. He did have that, but I I hear what you're saying. I do, I do, I hear what you're saying. Um, what do you think this ranks like amongst LeBron's championships? I think this is two. I think the Miami ones were easy because that team was so good. But I think this one, I mean, the Cleveland one, just every, everything he had to overcome for that one was tough. They were the, the four seed. Were that team, not that easy. They, I think they, losing they that put, first one in Miami made it seem not that easy. But I think that the Cleveland one was definitely the hardest for him and mm. most memorable because he had to go through what was the force, what was the – Say it. Of the, of the Warriors. The greatest team of all time. 
It's not the greatest team of all time because they didn't win a championship. So um, seven three and nine. I mean, it's right. not the greatest team of all time. Anyway, in my opinion, because <laughs> um, they got beat but, like LeBron. But you know, it's, look, uh, I look, mean, look, look. They they put together that Cavs team in order to be this force. Kevin Love wasn't as good as they thought he was. J.R. Smith wasn't as good as they thought he was. Tristan Thompson had a great series, but he wasn't as good. I mean, just there was all these factors that just didn't work out, and that team found a way to, to win, which is which was fucking great. Um, this one I think is a close second, just because of COVID and everything, like the the layoff and and all that shit. Like it just it all the stuff adds up this season to where it's like, how could you not consider it in the top half? One of my favorite playoffs, most memorable to me, I think it will be for yeah. a while. Um, LeBron, man, he's crazy. Uh, I think he's gonna the Western Conference. He's gonna stay with the Lakers for a while. I think yeah. the Western Conference Finals for the next four years is gonna be insane. Um, now that he's in the West, I think it's gonna be less of like you got to get through me to win the finals. It's gonna be more like you got to get through me to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, because as the how the East is going, if if the Lakers make it out of the West, they're gonna win another title. Hold on, KD comes back next season, and that that Brooklyn Nets team is looming. Ooh, ooh you're right, but we ain't, we haven't seen them yet. You know, it's fun yeah. to make all these like assumptions, and you know, without and who knows where Kyrie goes. and KD, and who knows where Giannis goes? This is true. Without uh, Kyrie and KD, the Nets look nice. They look like kind of a scrub of a team, but that's good enough for the seventh seed in the East. So, you know, what's with those two guys, it could be nice. But uh, in my opinion, the West is going to dominate for a while. I mean, it has been for the past 10 years, you could argue. Well, except for the Toronto one. But, I mean. In terms, talk- of, a co- in terms of a conference as a whole, though. True, 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 true. Mm-hmm. And you could even say, I mean, yeah, the Toronto one. Maybe you could argue like so the many first, injuries. like 2010 uh. to 2014, the East was pretty good actually. You had to go through you know Derrick Rose, uh, the Boston uh, Big Four, uh, more competitive teams definitely, but in in the East then. But yeah, I mean I would I say mean, since West 2015, it's been the West has been pretty dominant. I mean the Lakers were huge then, and so was Dallas. I don't know. Okay, see, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, All right, um, so let's talk about the makeup of the rest of the team, rest of the league going into next season. Um, definitely some changes that are going to be um, happening to uh, the league. Our boy Steph Curry and and the Clay and the boys are going to be back. The Splash, Splash Brothers will be healthy, um, like we just um, alluded to and said. Um, KD is uh, is going to be back with the Nets with uh, Kyrie. He's ready um, to go now, a, as of now, right? He's yeah, ready to go. Yeah, and, and a pretty good Nets team with Karis LeVert and, you know, Joe Harris. Actually, Joe Harris is a free agent, so we'll see where he goes. Um, Jared Allen, like, pretty solid team. Um, the the Thunder are probably going to drop off. Sounds like they're rebuilding. Uh, Billy Donovan just left because of that. Um, mm. Definitely, definitely going to be some movement next season. Um, Pelicans are going to be much better. Hopefully. I w- uh, yeah, uh, I would assume the Grizzlies are going to be much better. The the Blazers are going to be much better. Again, all these teams are in the West. Where the so. Kings at, yo? <laughs> Maybe the Kings. Hopefully. It's like um, every year I feel like I'm rooting for the Kings to make a drastic change, and then they just fizzle out. I I think the biggest threats to LeBron repeating would be, obviously, the Clippers. 
um, the Nets. I think the Heat have some moves to make this offseason. Maybe they uh, don't quite make them because they, maybe they're waiting for Giannis, but I think there are some moves to be made. Warriors. Um, the Warriors, um, huge threat coming that no one's going to really think about. Um, hey, you Boston's pretty good. Give some respect on the Nuggets. And, yeah. and uh, you didn't even let me finish. Yeah, my the bad, Nuggets. My bad, my and bad. Utah. And Utah. I don't know about that. I mean, Utah took the Nuggets to seven I'm games. Not, I'm not. I'm not big on that Gobert Donovan Mitchell relationship. We are. We already know about you and your hatred towards Gobert. Oh, oh yeah. I can't stand that. Do you think it's uh gonna, they're going to be as dominant next year or no? The Lakers of course, definitely. Uh, the Lakers. Um, yes. Um, see, I don't think so. No, no, think, that bench. I think the Warriors that, have right. something to do with it. Think all right. You got that that. Rickety starting five, but then you have that solid bench that has the confidence of winning a championship, was dominant in the finals, putting up all kinds of points. Like they're they're a problem, you know, now and that's exactly what LeBron and A D need a confident bench to back them up when they're not in the game. You know, and then they need their role players as which they have, you know. I think Marquise Morris played Marquise Morris. He played a fantastic role. You know, just doing what he had to do. Let's say with Rondo, even JaVale, you know, sometimes. Yeah, just they got exactly what they needed out of these people uh, so that they could do their jobs, uh, you know, and they crushed it. It's hard to We beat. just – we don't know what the Rockets are going to do this offseason. We don't know what the Sixers are going to do. I just think that there's – obviously they're in the East, but still – the Warriors, again, I keep saying them, but they're, you know, I think people, obviously, maybe my listeners aren't because they're Warrior fans, but a lot of people are sl- are sl- uh, sleeping on them. And yeah. uh, when that team's healthy, they're fucking good. <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of contending teams that are incomplete, you know, mm-hmm. like are forced with X, Y, but they don't have the Z necessarily. I think that Rockets yeah. are one of them. Mm-hmm. OKC is one of them. Um, even the Pacers, I think, is one of them. I know they had their injuries and couldn't really show what they had this playoffs, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not by with Indiana. Um, the Heat are not for sure, but Denver is definitely a team that needs one more piece. I, I mean, we were, we were texting a about it today. Yeah, like they're one move away from you know, like just being really fucking. Michael Porter good. Jr. could be that. It, but, like, I mean, it wouldn't be too bold you, if their front office was like, you know what, fuck it, let's get somebody who's for real could be our number three. Yeah. Like, take I, it somewhere, and we'll just deal somebody out. We'll take that risk. And that's not wrong. If you're, if you're their if GM, do you want to sit around and keep waiting on uh, – not keep waiting, but waiting on Michael Porter Jr. to see what he does this year? Or do you want to just pull the trigger and be like, all right, cool, Bradley Beal, let's fucking go and let's make this a real team? I mean, yeah, if that option is there, for sure. If it's not – you know, you don't. You, I mean, there's not, other options out there. That yeah, was exactly. just one off the top yeah, of my head. I threw exactly. It. What I'm trying to say is that, like, yeah, go for that. Look for that. And if if it doesn't work out, your fall your fallback plan, your plan B is still Michael Porter Jr., who could yeah. still very well pan out. Yeah. Um. He's just a little young. He's tall. He's athletic. He can score. He can play defense. He can't play defense. That's kind of the issue, though. All right. He you will be able to play defense. Defense <laughs> can be tight. You know, offense not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of potential with him. And, you know, maybe there's an option to make them get over that hump 
um, without having to to trade, and maybe they can sign someone in free agency. Like we're kind of I was texting about earlier. Like Gallinari is a free agent. Gallo on that team would be so fucking good. But, but all right, no, I mean I don't know. I just I think they need a more. Think about Gallo coming off the bench. They, given, they need a more solid number three to really make them want to risk it. They just went to the Western Conference Finals against the but, Lakers. But the Lakers you know, just proved like, that think, you only need you only need two real like stars, and you just get a bunch of really good role players around them, and you can win a championship. You yeah, have your two stars. Murray and Jokic just proved that they're probably two of the top fifteen players in the league. Yeah, you but have your the two number stars, one and, and two just, are LeBron and AD. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so like, then you, you that's you the can, only instance. But you can then really you can stock up role players around them, guys who can spread the floor, who can kind of do a little bit of everything. Gallo is that guy. It's Jeremy true. Grant ha- is a lot had a lot of potential. This is like his coming out party. He's definitely going to improve next year. Guys like that always do. Michael Porter Jr., like you just said, Gary Harris doesn't have to score as much anymore if Michael Porter Jr. really comes back and if they get some more um, scoring off the bench. Will Barton didn't play in the bumble or in the in the bubble, so we didn't even see what his contributions could have been on that team. I mean, the list goes on and on and on in that team. And and you know, Paul Millsap with the veteran leadership, that team could be there with just some free agent role players adding. Yeah, I see that. You're right. I mean, the two man setup works. We've seen it with Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LeBron and AD are doing it, but if another team is going to do that, their one-two has to beat that one-two, LeBron and AD. Yeah. If you got a one-two-three, you know, you got three dudes who who are a problem, that only increases your odds. That makes it more of a problem for somebody else. That makes a rotation here or there, you know, that much more deadly or effective or efficient. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Warriors definitely redefined the game when they had a big three. I mean... And how they played their big three because, you know, I guess Miami had their big three. But by shooting like that and, like, be moving the ball so much, I think that's what's going to beat this Lakers team because they're so heavy. They rely so much on two players scoring a lot and their bench carrying them the rest of the way. Let me throw a trade at you um, that I just thought of. Okay. And let me see what you think. Gary Harris... Gary Harris um, and Will Barton <laughs> for Andrew Wiggins and the number two overall pick. No. Why not? No way. All right, all right. You, you want to tell me, guys? No way play. for who? For the Warriors. Why would they want to? Why would they go for that trade? You get a great defensive two guard who can play next to Steph. You bump Clay to the three. Um, and then you get Will Barton coming off the bench. No, 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 no. You need to get you got you got cheaper guys who you developed in the D League who could probably do almost as good as that, <laughs> and aren't a liability. And like it's okay if they don't score, but if you go for Gary Harris and Will Barton and they don't score, it's gonna be like, oh, I fucked up on this trade. All right, but Gary you go Harris with your and Jeremy Green. guys and they don't score, but they play good defense. It's like, all right, you know, that was a reasonable investment. Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant. <sighs> Jeremy Grant is good. Um, I like him. And then but if again, you're, if you're the Nuggets, seem... you only make this deal if you can like sign like Gallinari or another power forward who can get nah. you what you need. I'm going to say no, mainly for the reason of the number two pick is what the Warriors have been plotting on for the yeah. last six, seven months maybe. But I, I don't think that they're going to pick in that pick. I think they're going to trade it, man. 
it, regardless, like they still have a very desirable pick, and it, that has something. That means something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they are. They have a, a great team. As of now, they still have a, a extremely strong contending team. Yeah. And and they have a number two pick. You know what do you go for? What do you go from there? And I don't think that's trading it for Gary Harris and somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's definitely not it. You know? All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, no, I think they're gonna draft. They're gonna draft. Why not? You're a great That's what I said. But everybody, everybody I I talk to and everybody everybody I read says that uh, says that they're gonna they're gonna trade it. But I I like a James Wiseman on the yeah, Warriors. Yeah. That guy you, plays like a small a forward. You have a he, pick. Feel his, his his range from a, I think it's like eighteen feet and up is great. Like he he's got a nice little mid range. Um, he plays like a center. He's a great rim protector. He, he like I said, he plays like a small forward, and he he can dribble and shit like that. Like I I like that. I like that agileness and that speed at the five spot on our team. Yeah, he hasn't been playing competitively, so he's pretty healthy. Hasn't been dinged up at all, yeah. really. You know, he could use a little bit more fast paced minutes, but he'll get that. Everybody has to go through that when they go to the league. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be right up to speed. I definitely think drafting a solid player who fits your needs is exactly what you should do with your first round pick. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Xavier, but not ev- not all Warriors fans agree. Yeah, because we've had so much time to just talk about all the possibilities that we're just so I mean, you said it earlier on this deep. podcast, those possibilities are more fun to talk about sometimes. They are way more fun because it's like <laughs> you know, it's ri- it's like, all right, LeBron's going to win the finals and then he does and you're like, "Oh, all right, we expected that, but it's not about that. It's all about the fun that we had along the way. It's about the journey there, you know? Talking about how Giannis was going to get swept. He almost did. Ugh, he almost did. He almost did. His brother right. got a ring before he did. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, that's good talk, Xavier. Um, that's going to be the last fun. time we talk NBA for a while, which kind of sucks. But college basketball is going to start up soon, so maybe I'll bring you back when you talk about Is it really going to start up soon? So SEC um, announced that they're starting um, uh, mid-November. So I assume that other conferences might follow the lead, um, if especially if football can be successful. I mean, um, basketball has shown that it's successful, so why can't you just keep doing that? In a bubble, but it's a little bit different. Not in a bubble. But we'll um, see. It was crazy. I've seen a lot of college football with a ton of fans. Yeah, I haven't seen the numbers. I haven't seen the numbers about that, but I wonder if people are getting sick because of I'm all wondering that. too. Those numbers haven't come out. It's kind of like okay, so I the Titans really game. The Titans game on Tuesday had like ten thousand fans at the stadium. Can you just do that? Like, I guess the state's it, allowing it. I don't it know. seems the Dolphins wrong. this weekend are having are going to have full capacity. I just after getting the governor's blessing because he's a fucking moron. But like, all right, it's guaranteed someone's going to get corona. Right? Guarantee it. I guarantee someone's going to get it. So why risk that? You know? I mean, but uh, because the, the president did it, and he's fine. So it's all good. And he's an old-ass man. He's fine. Um, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Another edition of NBA Breakfast. It's good talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good combo. Uh, tune in to my next episode later this week. $5 picks. A new segment coming with uh, a couple friends. We pick Don't forget five. to vote. But don't forget to vote. We uh, we we pick five uh, football games this weekend: two college games, three um, three fo- three NFL games, and we uh, we make dollar picks on them. So tune into that; it's gonna be a fun episode. I'll talk to you later, Xavier. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. And yeah. uh, what's your Instagram it, handle? It's at Gomezica. 
my, uh, my he tweets funny thoughts that he my has. My Twitter is uh, at Gomez69. And uh, what's your up. Twitch? Um, I don't remember to be honest, but you don't want to watch that. I suck. <laughs> All right, peace.